Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella. So go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is Sode number 76, the David Stewart of Sodes. How about that? I like that, David Stewart. They, they, look, we're rounding out the offensive linemen. We're running. Oh, we're, yeah. Once 79 comes around, then yeah. then what? Then, then it's into receiver territory. Right, right. Yeah, no, it's, and it's good. It's good to take this. It's good to remember where you got. The road in the NFL is always paved by the big uglies up front. And these dudes deserve all of our love and praise because we're going through the 70s. We're going through the best linemen in Titans history right now. And it's like David Stewart's one. Uh, it, we, this could also be the Byron Bell of Sodes or the Roger Saffold of Sodes. Um, but David Stewart spent his eight year NFL career with the Titans start all 116 games. He played from 2006 to, to 2013. And you know, if there's one thing that gets me going, gets my engines revving, it's an offensive lineman who plays his entire career for the Tennessee Titans. David Stewart is just that. So, you know, this is going to be a damn good. zone. and speaking of offensive linemen, I mean, we had to turn to our guy. Uncle Ramon Foster. You guys loved when we had Ramon on last time, so we had to get him back on before the season kicked off. And we get into it all. We talk wide receivers. We talk the best names on the Titans roster right now. Uh, I I ask him how he got his big ragu nickname, which you guys probably already know the answer to, but I did not, so I really wanted to know. And uh, a lot of other just ridiculous stuff. Um, We talk about preseason, the preseason game that's played. And look, only idiots overreact to the first preseason game of the year. So let's overreact to the Titans first preseason game of the year. I don't know if you know, but Jack and I are just a couple of idiots with a couple of microphones. That's really all separates us from the idiots, uh, you know, that you meet at, at at Nissan stadium. If you take football away from us for six months and then give us a preseason game, we are going to over. It it is is natural to do this. Right. It'd be like it'd be like uh, finding someone wandering the desert for six months, handing them a glass of water and then having them not just pour it all over their face. You know, like that's what we're going to do with it, because we're just we're just a couple of idiots in search of water. And we finally got a glass. Uh, Plus, the NFL's top 100 players list came out. And uh, guess what? You might want to sit down for this. You probably won't believe me, but the Titans weren't well respected in this thing. We're gonna get into that. We're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, where where certain Titan players ranked and where certain players did not rank. Um, but first, let's get a word from Smash Pest Control. I got a question for you guys. Bring it in, everyone. Bring it in real close. Do you guys have menacing bugs in and around your home? Well, I got a solution for you. You need to contact Smash Pest Control, the best pest control service in Mill, Tennessee. All right, why would you go to any other pest control service? Like you want to go to the best, all right? That's why you're Titans fans, because you want to root for the best. Not only will they take care of your mosquito problems, they also offer crawl space control and are fully equipped to rid your home of termites and bed bugs. Anything in or around your home, trust Smash Pest Control to take care of, okay? Smash Pest Control hangs their hat on their smash guarantee. If they don't smash your pest control problems, the service is free. 
Right now, you can get your initial pest control service started by mentioning A to Z for just $79. 79 bucks. These guys do amazing work all over the mid-state. Make sure to check them out online at smashpest.com where you will find the many services SmashPest provides along with their excellent customer reviews. And you don't want to hire anyone without checking the reviews. And they're like, yeah, come check our reviews. We don't care. They're, that's, how, that's how good their, their, uh, their, their reputation is, okay? Need help with your pest problems? Give SmashPest a, uh, a call. 615-581-7473. And make sure to tell them A to Z sent you. With that said, let's talk. Titan. I hear the train a coming. It's rolling around the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. What is up, Flameheads? Welcome to the Titan Up Podcast. Today is August 18th, 2021. My anniversary, not to brag, nine years strong. Congratulations. Love you, love you baby. <laughs> Thank you. Not you, Jack. I love oh. my, that was to my wife. Uh, even though she has never listened to an episode of this podcast, nor will she probably ever. And <laughs> mainly because she's not a true tupper. <laughs> For the amount Jack- of time you, you spend talking about Drew Bennett's great looks and everything else in that sphere probably for the best well and that's one of the reasons why i do it because i know she'll never listen like i I could literally say anything right now and she'd never hear it like uh oh hey mayor my hey beautiful bride those pants make your butt look big okay (laughs) hey i'm cheating on you (laughs) isn't she in like the next room right now yeah yeah that's neither here Uh, okay okay good all right (laughs) hey uh babe you were totally right in that fight we had last week She'll never hear this. I can say whatever the hell I want. <laughs> Congratulations, no. nine years. Hey, that's the Thank Steve you. McNair anniversary year. That is the, my. We are hitting the my Steve McNair year of marriage, and I'm so excited for it. Pour one out for Steve McNair. Uh, but hey, before we get into anything this week, I have to. I have to first warn everyone. All right, before we get into the Titans and the preseason and everything, let this be a warning, guys. We got to look out for the Jaguars. And I know, look, uh, oh, mean funny Austin. Oh, yeah. Oh, funny man, Austin. Making another joke. No, guys, I mean it. Okay. I legitimately mean it. All right. And, and, and the reason I say this is not based off of my saying. It's based off of what was said from a Hall of Fame quarterback recently. All right. A Hall of Fame quarterback. And I'd, I'd be willing to bet that that Hall of Fame quarterback has forgotten more football than I'll ever know. Oh, I think I know which one you're talking about. And I don't like this particular Hall of Fame quarterback. <laughs> and so you know it's not Jay Cutler. Okay? No, that right no. there. That's Mainly a Hall of Fame quarterback I like. Well, and that's because and future Hall of, said, Fame Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah, should yeah, be. That's how least. you know it wasn't Jay Cutler. But no, this Hall of Fame quarterback said the following: "Albeit a short tenure, don't discount the impact Tim Tebow had in helping Urban Meyer with his locker room culture, and knowing the respect Urban has for Tebow." His release sends message to team that this is business. All right. That comes via Hall of Fame quarterback Troy Aikman. Of course it does. Give me a break. No, Jack, consider this a warning to the rest of the AFC. All right. Here we are. We're just, you know, we're thinking, oh, the Jaguars were terrible last year. They're probably going to be terrible this year. All right. That's just, that's just how it's going to be. Look, the Jaguars locker room is not only better for having had Tim Tebow in it for like a week of practices, (laughs) but also the Jaguars are now well aware that the NFL is 
in fact, a business. Well, the Jag- look, here's where I stand on it. The Jaguars don't need Tebow as a tight end. We all saw, you know, everyone making fun, fun of his, his blocks that, that he had in the first preseason game online. That was actually good, good clean fun. Um, Tim Tebow's not a tight end. We knew that. We've known that. And, and for him to be this old, trying to reinvent himself as a tight end, went about as everyone else had expected. Now, probably not the way Urban Meyer had hoped or Tim Tebow even hoped. But – who knows? There may be another spot for him. I, I don't know if Team Chaplin is filled in Jacksonville. So he, well, look, he's, yeah, see, he's probably got that role if he, if he can't play tight end. And I think that's the point Troy Aikman was making. He's like, yeah, look, he may not have made the roster, but he made an impact on that Jaguars locker room. Uh, because for, at very least now, the Jaguars, uh, you know, he, he helped Urban Meyer with the locker room culture. And now the Jaguars know officially. It took them, it took a sacrificial lamb such as Tim Tebow, but now that team knows that this is business. Yeah, wow. wow. The NFL the, the, is a the, business. The Jaguars locker room just sitting around talking like, wow, they they actually cut that guy who's never played a real snap at tight end. Wow, that's surprising to me. How could they do that? I mean, They're he like, was the least talented guy in camp. Wow, they cut him. They must really mean business. I thought this sport was for fun. I thought it was we were just having game. We were playing a, a child's game out here. But now, now that Tim Tebow's cut, I, I think this might actually be the coach is just signing all of his friends. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah wow, wow, <laughs> wow, wow, amazing. I, this is a business now. I we gotta guys, we better get, we better start playing hard because this is a business, and they will cut us if we're not playing well. Uh, Tim, Tim, Tim Tebow, thoughts and prayers go out to you, man. Um, the uh, hope, hope you make it. I, honestly. Part of me kind of wishes Tim Tebow comes back as like another position. <laughs> like, just keep coming back, dude. Just why not? Just keep coming, like trying out for a team uh, under a new position. Let's go for offensive lineman next. Let. What about long snapper? All right. I. Well, wait, hey, you know, uh, give it, give it three days and three nights, and maybe he'll rise. You know, that's Tim. That's the Tim Tebow. We know. I think he was cut to atone for the Jaguars' sins of the last decade. Yeah. Um, or, or two decades, however, however far you want to go back. Tim Tebow, not in the NFL for now, probably forever again. Should we Jack think. now look the Titans? We know that the Titans have a thing for signing kickers, safeties, and tight ends. Do the Titans take a flyer? I mean, well, uh, no, because Tim Tebow is not a tight end. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but what if, what if he's a kicker? Okay, that's completely different. If he can kick from 40, okay. I'll entertain the idea. All right. All right. Good. All right. All right. Just had to get that off, off the top. All right. Now let's look, guys. You you have to be careful this time of year. Preseason football come, rolls around. Obviously, training camp rolls around. We all get excited. Thus the the influx of views that that happen for practice videos. All right, guys jumping over uh, over practice dummies, doing uh, high knees, doing, uh, you know, like karaoke drills. Like, we get super giddy just by watching those. So then when the first game happens, the first preseason game happens, we obviously fall into that trap as well. We get super excited. But you have to be careful because this is preseason, all right? You, you should not overreact. If you overreact to what you see during preseason – I mean, you're just kind of, I, dare I say you're an idiot, all right? Because so much will change between now and week one. We didn't even get a glimpse of many of the starters in, in the preseason game. So we don't know. It, it literally means nothing, 
Okay. The freaking Browns used to go four and oh in, in preseason. And then they'd go oh and 16 during the regular season. So it means literally nothing. Okay. You should never overreact to the team unless you're an idiot, which Jack and I are. So let's overreact to this Get preseason into it. game. Jack, oh my <laughs> gosh. Uh I did look. I'll start here. Falcons, man, they did not even cross the mid. They didn't cross midfield in the first half. No. Uh, defense is fixed, right? I, I'll, I'll be the first. <laughs> look, you heard defense it here first on sharp. the Tighten Up podcast. Breaking news. Breaking news. Pew, 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 pew. The Titans defense is fixed, and it feels good. It looked fixed. Now they didn't have Danico Danico Autry out there, Bud Dupree, Jeff Simmons. Um, you know the list goes on. Harold like, wait, Landry wait, wasn't out it, there. When you say they looked fixed, do you mean like they like looked fixed, like their balls were chopped off? Because that's the way they looked last season. <laughs> no, I, I mean repaired. Okay, um, all right, but, fixed as in yeah, improved. Okay, all right. So right. they looked good, and this is what I was thinking. You know, not during, after the game, I I was kind of sick because I watched from the first whistle to the last. Um, after the game, I was thinking, you know, wow, the defense really dominated. Maybe the Falcons, and, and this is something you always have to ask yourself in the preseason because the Titans right now have more depth than they've probably had, you know, in almost 20 years. Yeah. Uh, the Falcons are on the complete opposite page. They're in the middle of a rebuild. They have a new coaching staff in there. So their depth is not as strong. So it could be as simple as the Falcons twos and threes are much, much worse than the Titans twos and threes. Uh, number one, that's a, that's an indictment on where the Titans have, have kind of grown over the last three years where, you know, in, in 2018, they had good pieces but once somebody went down, there wasn't a whole lot behind them. Now it looks different. I mean, there's a there's a lot of depth to really get excited about. Titans outplayed the Falcons in all three phases. Defense, you mentioned the defense being one of them. There's a lot of uh, there are a lot of guys who popped for the Titans. Rashad Weaver being one of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, he's still. I, I think he's got court issues still still pending. But if he's ready to go for the season, this guy looks like a guy who can, who can contribute, you know, regularly. Yeah, well, hey, I know he keeps this up. The judge will be like, look, I don't want to see you in court, man. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll get, consider, look, you're, we're going to let you off with a warning. <laughs> well, that, that's also kind of something that got him in there. But, yeah, so uh, Rashad Weaver looks good. David Long continues to pop. Yeah. I mean, he, had a, he had a nice pick where, you know – in the past, David Long has filled in for Jayon Brown last season, including right. when Jayon Brown went down with that elbow issue. And the David, there isn't much to dislike about David Long, but the criticism was, well, he can't do what Jayon Brown does in pass coverage. And then the first preseason game, he makes a beautiful read on a pass, picks it off. Yeah, that's a piece to be excited about. Um, behind yeah, J- Jayon Brown. Yeah, David Long, I love because yeah, because he 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 is, and and it's, I'm not just saying this because he fills in for Jayon Brown, but like he reminds me of a Jayon Brown, to where like the dude goes out and makes plays. Now yeah, you're right. If you did have to like, if we're picking nits here, his pass uh, coverage was not great. But then he goes out and what was it AJ McCarron that he picked off? I believe so. Yeah, I mean yeah. AJ McCarron and Felipe Franks were the only two that that took snaps for the Falcons, if I'm not mistaken. So, so yeah, so like that right there, and it's just look whether it's David Long or or Tommy McGillicuddy, it the freaking it's good <laughs> to see the freaking Titans get a turnover and more so in pass coverage. 
get a how, turnover. How about this? Let me ask this to you because it's not fair to Shane Bowen, but then again, this is the position Mike Vrabel kind of put him in last year by not naming him as defensive coordinator. Yeah. They bring in Jim Schwartz, and now Jim Schwartz has his fingerprints all over this Titans defense. If they are magically fixed this year, does Shane Bowen maybe not get as much credit as he is due because Jim Schwartz comes in and, you know, the defense looks completely different, although they've added talent um, front end and back end. Does Jim Schwartz get more credit than Shane Bowen does? And is that fair or not? 1000% yes. And like 50% no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like, like if, if, if this defense like is our comes out in their world beaters from week one to week 17, uh, week 18, I guess, technically, uh, I, I, yeah, I'm like, dude, that's Jim Schwartz because I, and that's just because I am, I am at the age of Titans fan where I remember when Jim Schwartz was this team's defensive coordinator and he was a badass and he was awesome. Those were the, uh, those were the freaking red contact lens, uh, Kyle Vanden Bosch days. And Donnie Nicky, he wore them. Donnie Nicky. Oh, <laughs> gosh, don't get me started on our guy, Donnie Nicky. But that was uh, the chain gang, you're right. It was the, right. the Albert Hainsworth, KVB, Tony right. Brown. Exactly. Um, yes. Who am I so, missing? I'm, I'm missing one. Uh, yeah, it's, it's always the one we always forget. Oh my gosh, how am I missing this guy? Was it Javon Curse? Was that Javon Curse? It's Javon Curse. Yeah, oh when God. he returned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the uh, so look, it's 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 I, I I just yeah, I'm going to give a lot of the credit to Jim Schwartz. I'm gonna be like, finally, like we got someone in here like that kind of knows what he's doing. And and is it fair? No, it's not fair. It's, but that's why I only said 50%. No, because part, part of it is fair. I mean, like last season was atrocious and, and look, really, I I don't expect the Titans to be as bad as they were defensively as they were last year, just because it's hard to do that again. <laughs> like it's hard to be that bad. Like you have to really go out, like, especially when you're a team like the Titans who has as much talent as they, as they do. Now, if you're like a team like the Bengals or something, where you're at the bottom of the fray, yeah, it's you're going to put up a bad defense. But the Titans, where they're at, that like they sh that that shouldn't happen, and I don't think it's going to happen again. So I think this team is going to be better defensively automatically. And I mean, <laughs> you saw that in the first preseason game. So I'm pretty sure we have our answer for what it's going to be like for the entire rest of the season. And the Titans defense, to your point, you know, there's no way that the third down defense is as bad as it was last year because it was historically bad last year. That right. being said, there's probably no way that the Titans lead the NFL in turnover differential this year. Both of those, you know, water always finds its level. I like to say that. Uh, I, I think that both of those will kind of even out. And hopefully that puts together an average, maybe even slightly above average defense, slightly below average. I mean, compared to what we had last year, I think we'd all take. But it, it, that that those two stats to me will not stay the same. It's impossible for them to. It, it, it's, it's very chance that you have something like that happen. But, you know, for all the good that we saw on the defensive side of the ball, Austin, there's a lot to like on offense as well. Yeah, yeah. Do we, now – do we do we start here or do we end here uh, with our guy, with our, our uncle? Not NWI. I think we start there. Let's start with him. Let's start with him. All right. Listen, Uncle Mason Kinsey. You guys know him from this podcast. He joined us back in January, I want to say, uh, maybe February. Uh, came on this podcast. Dude, he blew us away. 
I loved him. Loved Nicest that guy in the world. If you haven't listened to that interview and want to know more about Mason Kinsey, yeah, go back, find that episode, listen to it. He is, you're going to fall in love with the kid. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he called me, sir. I'm not even knighted. I don't even <laughs> like, it's, it's unreal. Like the guy was very polite, super great. Uh, Mason Kinsey. Look, Jack, I'm going to ask it. Dare we say Derek Mason Kinsey? People are asking. <laughs> People are asking. All right. This dude led the team in receiving with four catches for 51 yards. All right. Now look for, for preseason game. That's dude might as well be putting up like those are, those are freaking Randy Moss numbers. Okay. Those are that, that just in incredible night for him. And it's cool to see, especially pretty much in his backyard right in his own because he's from georgia yeah barry college that's that's he's from georgia went to barry college which isn't far from atlanta uh the cool part about this was the coach at barry college called off practice got the entire team in mercedes-benz to watch mason kinsey because barry college has no representation in the nfl mason kinsey is barry college oh let's go he had 50 touchdowns at that school and, and it's a smaller school but mason kinsey is the face of barry college so his entire college football team was there to watch. The coaches were there too. Um, they stayed or, or they got there early, stayed late. He was high-fiving them after the game. And it was yes. so great to see. But Mason Kinsey, the football player, he had himself a night. The Wait, four is, that catches he, is, is, is that different than the guy than the Mason Kinsey we've been talking about? The Mason Kinsey, the guy. I mean, we, we love Mason Kinsey, the guy. He's 10 out of 10. But Mason Kinsey, the football player, oh, he was, okay. you know, last year he the Titans cut him. Yeah, he ended up, you know, on New England's practice squad for a little bit of the year. Right. Um, find, makes his way back to the Titans, where Rabel and John Robinson obviously like something about this kid. And you know, we we saw we saw a flash of it on Friday night. The, the four catches he made, most of which were in very tight windows, tough balls to catch. One being on fourth and six, he came up big in clutch moments for the Titans. He may not. And look, this is the problem we might have with Mason Kinsey. While we like everything we see with Mason. Uh, he might be in the wrong training camp. Uh, the Titans in years past, Mason Kinsey would probably have at least cracked the practice squad this year. Oh, oh hang on, hang on. No, no, no. Mason Kinsey in years past with the Titans? He could have find his starting. way in, in, at the slot <laughs> position. He would have been starting for the Titans, which is based off of how this and, – and that's the thing that's so frustrating. Like, it's – it's look, it's it's not frustrating because it's it's a good problem to have. But this is a franchise that has struggled at the wide receiver position since – uh, dare I say since Derek Mason since I like mean, 2000 and 2003 2004 right the last couple of years it's been great like especially last year with with both Corey Davis and AJ Brown going off but but prior to that the wide receiver position was pretty much non-existent for here it's, it's been good at times but it's never been great like we no. have now and now it's like especially in this in this training camp where like that wide receiver is like the position to watch where you don't know who's going to make this roster and who's not it's so deep it's almost like we 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 held off all of our wide receiver talent and held it for like this training camp and like in the year that they have both AJ Brown and Julio Jones. I'm jealous of the Cowboys for getting hard knocks because I just want to see and I only want I want hard knocks but only in the wide receiver room. Right. Yeah, That's just all, that I just, one room. I want to see everything about that group. Because yeah. there's so many talented guys. There's seven, eight guys. Maybe you you could make the argument nine guys in that room yeah. that could probably crack a 53 man in the NFL. Without question. Yeah, definitely. And Mason Kinsey is definitely one of those guys. And uh, look, I, I, I feel bad for him. I feel bad for NWI, who is another uncle on this podcast. I feel bad for literally 
every wide receiver that not I mean, named Julio Patrick, Jones. you know, being drafted as a project, this is probably a bad year to do it. The Titans have been able to draft project wide receivers in the past, but for sure with such a crowded room and such a competitive group. I don't know that Fitzpatrick makes sense in this group, but Racy McMath as well. I mean, for as fast as he is and for for what an asset he could be on special teams, he's going to – I mean, there's four or five guys that are really clawing and fighting, doing everything they can. Every snap matters, whether it's in right. practice or games, to, to, to make this roster or, or, you know, squeak by, slip through the cracks and find your way on the practice squad. It's a you tough battle, but damn. Mason Kinsey is a fan favorite right now. And you for could good say, reason. You could say the McMath – doesn't add up okay uh, look, that worked that worked Was just that, enough that, that, that stayed fine okay that all right fine. all right look i'll take it you're look, not hanging you're not hanging that on the fridge but it definitely no, no, gets no. you look it's preseason for us to too it's preseason for us too we're working out we're ironing out all of our kinks <laughs> as well uh so yeah so shout out mason kinsey i hope i i would love to see that dude make the roster but again i don't know it's like literally he chose the worst possible year to be a wide receiver on this roster god but what how impressive i i can't wait to see what he shows us in preseasons week two and week three because he's earned these reps he's going to continue to get more um some some other stuff on the offensive side of the ball that i liked logan woodside now he was getting hammered back there he took yeah. some big hits dean Pease seemed like was out to kill Logan Woodside. He wanted revenge yeah. and he was going to take it. Yeah, well, that's just Dean Pease. I like. I don't think that's, I think that's just Dean Pease showing up to work. Like, hey, we're going to blitz everyone. And it's like, like we just got here, sir. I don't care. We're blitzing everyone. Like, it's like, like the minute he gets, shows up to work, he just starts <laughs> blitzing dudes. Like that's, that's just Dean Pease. So I was just like, Dean, we cannot blitz the quarterback in yeah. practice. How many times do I have to tell you we cannot hit A.J. McCarron in practice? If, if Dean Pease was a coach for the Pro Bowl, he would be blitzing guys, even though that's against the rules there. Like, that's just that's just what he does. <laughs> he play, he play, he, look, he's you, you hand him and in, it works. You hand him a Nintendo 64, guess what game he's playing? NFL Blitz. Uh, I was going to say Mario Kart. But, yeah, the NFL Blitz is probably <laughs> up there, along with Goldeneye, for sure. Uh, and, and, look, I uh, – to be to be fair, Austin Dean Pease, we all you know Titans fans thought he was done. He had hung him up. He yeah. was out of the game. Yeah, you know, with, with all you know, he had health problems. We saw that in, in Indianapolis a couple of years ago. I know. Um, I the, literally chose the the absolute worst possible year. To, and uh, look, take it, a year off. Titans it, fans, can, that, they're they're fine to hold a little bit of a grudge here because the Titans that, needed a defensive coordinator, and Dean Pease was nowhere to be found. Now he wants to go to Atlanta. And right. work with that group of guys. Uh, I know that's if, not a talented defense. He doesn't have a lot of tools to work with. If anyone can do it, though, it's freaking Dean Pease. If Dean Pease would have been with the Titans last year, if the if the Titans had a even a middle of the pack defense last season, I think they play in the AFC title game, at least. Well, they definitely beat the Ravens. Uh, although the although the defense stood up fine in the, the Ravens defense game. did play well in that Ravens. It game, just but, not but, enough but, stars were were aligned in the galaxy. But who knows? The Titans maybe go. I mean, if they go eleven and five with that defense, maybe they go. You know, maybe they go thirteen and three, and they get a bye last season. You know? Potentially, I mean, it's a there's a case to be made. And the, another thing about this preseason game, we mentioned Logan Woodside. We've hit on Mason Kinsey. The offensive line was a little shaky early. Um, I'll, I'll allow them time to kind of work through the kinks. I know the offensive line depth isn't as great um, as the defensive line depth appears to be, but hopefully they'll figure that out. They, they're all young. They'll get some reps under their belts and hopefully turn it around. But the bad news, the one bad, really bad takeaway that I think all of us had watching that game was Darrington Evans. Yeah. He tweaked his hamstring after looking pretty good, you know, the first few carries of that ball game. 
and it sucks because this is a guy who who's there who was drafted to be the change of pace back to give Derrick Henry a breather when he needs it because let's face it, Derrick Henry he's going to wear down at some point or another. Hopefully it's not you this bite, year. You, you bite your tongue. I mean, you bite you do you do not you do not come on this podcast and you slander that man. Father Time is undefeated, but Derrick Henry will take him fifteen rounds. Yeah, Father Time has never freaking taken a stiff arm to the noggin from Derrick Henry. Uh, I, Father Time's going to be like, look, I'll take my time. I'm like, I'll, like, I'll look, I'll sit this play out. Like, I'll look. I Derrick Derrick Henry's built different than every other running back that is we have ever seen in this you're in right the, in the history of the sport now but everybody needs a everybody needs a guy who can come in and fill some snaps now some that snaps. that i agree with that i agree with i i think darrington evans was was supposed to be that dude for the titans especially in the running back room to kind of spell him spell at very least derrick henry get him off the field on third downs because look we all know derrick for as much as i love derrick henry you know how much i love him he's not a third down back. Like he's just not uh, maybe third down and short yardage distance. As long as Matt floor is not that or the offensive coordinator, but you know, like it's, it's D- Derek Henry's your guy. Now, Darrington Evans, this sucks too, because uh, I had a friend reach out to me and ask me for uh, a fantasy sleeper at running back. And uh, that's who you Dar- gave him. Darrington Evans was one of the names that I gave him. I said, yeah, hey, watch. Before the game, get, I would have given that name a lot too. of touches this season, you know, especially in this offense, uh, spelling Derrick Henry. It's let's but, hope it's nothing serious, but hamstrings for, for guys who are explosive like he is could right. be. Um, another thing about this, Darrington Evans was slotted to be the starting kick returner. What are they going to do at that position? Yeah, is Chester Rogers going to fill, fill uh, those shoes as well? Chester we'll Rogers, who had a great punt return. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and talk about him because I'm excited. And I, I'm, okay. I get sad talking about Darrington Evans' hamstring. Sure. Two yeah. punt returns, I think one for 17 yards, the other for like 56. Just I, I saw him on that 56-yard return, and I said, all right, that's it. I don't want him to take another snap in the preseason back there. I'm yeah. confident in Chester Rogers being the punt returner for this team. Go ahead and, and, and sharpie him in that position. Let's roll with Chester Rogers. He's got four years of experience. <laughs> All we needed, all it took was one punt returner. I mean, that's how deprived of a really good punt no, returner Titans fans have been. I feel the same way. I feel we see one punt return against probably like the backup punt <laughs> team for the Falcons, and we're like, let's start this guy. <laughs> but also, it, let's, let's retire of, his number, like number eighty. Put it up there in the rafters. Austin, it's the Chester Rogers hype machine, and I've fallen victim to it. Well, okay, and that's what I want to ask because uh, I meant to ask this during our Mason Kinsey rant, but uh, I I kind of want like and we've talked about the Khalif Raymond hype machine that was started by other people that we just kind of made fun of uh, on our podcast. We didn't make fun of, but we just acknowledged it that it was Khalif Raymond's taking the next step. You know, a lot of people were going goo goo gaga over Khalif Raymond because of his one catch against the the Raiders. Now he's in Detroit. That's not a knock at Khalif Raymond at all. He was no, great, and we that, love Khalif. He Raymond. has probably one of my favorite catchers in Titans history. For sure, so. for sure, and and he was, you know, he was great with 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 in his time here. But uh, but there were a lot of people that were going a little overboard with their love and praise for anything that he would do in practice last last preseason. I want to start. I want to start the Mason Kinsey hype machine. Like I want to, I want to. Okay, get, is it is it his hype machine? I, I maybe I don't know. Or, it's or between him Chester and Chester Rogers. Rogers, I think we leave it up to preseason game two. Okay, we, we right. leave so it. We, we leave it up to the guys. All right, yeah. I think that's fair. Whoever, so so preseason game two is the battle for the hype machine, right? 
Yes. Okay. Mason Kinsey versus Chester Rogers. Also, we can't sleep on the fact that this dude's name is Chester. Are you kidding me? What oh, yeah. is this? Are you saying good or bad? I don't. I, it's amazing. I feel like nobody's been named Chester since the 1920s. <laughs> yeah. I feel like There's old not Chester. a lot of dudes running around named Chester anymore. Right. Chester's I don't know why gonna, that is. It's. A, I like it. Chester's a guy who was like making moonshine in his basement during Prohibition. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Chester. Chester was the password you said when you went up to speakeasies in the great or in the in the Prohibition. You're right. Yeah. Uh, knock on the door. What's the password? Chester. Gets Chester. you in. Chester, right. Right. Chester. I hardly know her. <laughs> you know, that was uh last thing the... about this preseason game while we're on special teams is kickers. Great, great, perfect. They were yep. all perfect. Yep. Um, McCann was two for two from 42 and 26. Not to brag. Thicken hit a 54 yarder. All extra points were made. The only downside was Mace or Tucker McCann, who looked so good. Uh, all of his kicks were right down the middle. He split the uprights with every single one of them. And I was about to text you. I actually wrote this and then deleted it because I didn't want to end our, our bet. I didn't want to give up that easily that McCann looks like the guy. Uh, he got rolled up on, though, late in the game after yeah. a kick he made. Um, I believe it was an extra point, but it could have been the 26-yarder. Um, gets rolled up on. He's got a sore ankle. They said yesterday it was still sore, so we'll see. But that's the thing with Tucker McCann. He's, uh, I think everyone believes that he has the leg. It's last year. He he got hurt in the middle of the season, and when know, they watch, needed him. Yeah, watch this be the same thing like last year where he if gets it, hurt. And I hope it's not the case. And hopefully it's just, you know, he got his ankle rolled up on. He'll walk it off, you know, ice it down for a few days and be ready to go. But if not, that is very unfortunate for Tucker McCann. I know how much they like him for to keep him around for two years. Um when a lot of kickers, you know, have, have kind of been shown the door for much less. Yeah. Uh, Tucker McCann has sticked around or stuck around, and uh, I hope that this ankle injury doesn't set him back too bad because I really liked what I saw. Well, wow. Okay. Wow. It takes a big man to admit when uh, he's losing pretty hard in a kicker. If Ficken uh, hit the longest, Ficken was good from 44. He snuck an extra point barely in there, but he hit from 44. That's true. No, you're no, you're not wrong. Um I mean, you probably will be in this bet when it's all said and done. But yeah, no, for right now, you're not wrong in saying. <laughs> I that. have been on the page, and I look. My first guy was Heibel from Ohio State. He was, he they they cut oh, him. I I don't even remember him, dude. He was gone. He was in and out the door <laughs> so quick. He was like, he was literally that Grandpa Simpsons meme walking into Moe's Tavern, where he just walks in and walks right back out. That 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 GIF that was uh, what is his name? Even Heibel, Heibel, Hobiel, Hobiel, Josh Heibel. Josh oh, Heupel? No, no. that did completely different body types. But, <laughs> but look, I just want a kicker who can get it done. I don't care if it's McCann or Ficken. I want a guy who we can rely on and, you know, doesn't have to take off a sock to hit field goals, uh, all oh, that yeah. kind of oh, stuff. Oh, gosh. Oh, do you remember the sock? Oh, Damn. Remember remember the uh, the uh, StephCon system? I'd yeah. be okay not having to bring back the StephCon system this year. I Look, yeah. I love Stephen Goskowski. I'd be okay not having to bring back that just because having to move that every single week. Never, the 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 Con system level. never stayed the same for two weeks. Oh my gosh. Oh, but, uh, work. Yeah. but yeah, look, if anyone can do it, Tucker Mick can, uh, from one Mizzou guy to another Mizzou guy, I just got to give a quick shout out RIP in peace. Uh, he's not dead, but I just hope he's sleeping comfortably. Uh, offensive lineman, Paul Adams out of, I believe he went to CPA, CPA. out of the state. 
And then he went to uh, the University of Missouri, Columbia, which is the uh, what they call the Harvard of the SEC. Um, the the uh, Paul Adams <laughs> was cut from the team, which I was, I was bummed to see. Kind of sucks. Uh, hopefully, maybe he's a practice squad guy and kind of work his way up because I really like that dude. Uh, not just because he went to Mizzou and not just because he's from the mid-state, but um, – uh, also, he's got two first names. So, uh, you know me, uh, Paul Adams, rest in peace, dude. Um, look, keep keep working hard. We hope we, we – and I say we, even though I don't even know if Jack is behind you, but I say we on this podcast are behind you. I mean, Paul he grew Adams. up in Nashville. He's probably a Titans fan. And Right. You know, if you're a Titans fan, you're good with me. You As know, a BGA like a, guy, do you hate CPA? I don't, I don't no, know. No, not really. There's school. not much of a rivalry, rivalry. there. We those two schools just don't see each other enough. Oh, okay. For there to be a rivalry. Right. At least when I, I was like there. I bet like Ensworth people hate him, right? Is Ensworth and CPA they I don't do know. I always thought it was like a Lipscomb CPA. See, rivalry. I know nothing. Like I grew up in the mid-state. I know nothing about the private schools. I was so <laughs> checked out on like private because they were wearing the their own division. And so like all I cared about was like Wilco and like Rutherford County and Davidson County. Like every if you were outside of that area. I didn't have time for you. Oh my gosh. Uh, God bless and go Bruins. All right. Let's get to uh, <laughs> Ramon Foster. Unless there was anything else you wanted to get to over. Uh, yes, I do need to say one thing. And that um, is that everyone's favorite time of the year is right around the corner. College football season to celebrate DraftKings Sportsbook. America's top rated sportsbook app is putting you new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly. If you bet $1 or more on any college football game. Take advantage of this limited time offer now. You heard right. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of one or more on any college football game, no matter what. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all of the great promotions and daily odds boosts they're offering. DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and reliable, located right here in the United States, so it's easy to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code A to Z Sports, A T O Z Sports, to receive $200 in free bets when you place $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code A to Z Sports to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Tennessee only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee Red Line 1 800 889 nine seven eight nine and now let's get to ramon Vazar, the big ragu guys we've got uh on for the second time in this podcast history uh a guy that we love a guy that you guys love because just based off of the response we got from his first visit in uh but since he is a re returning guest that means he is officially part of the family tree he is our uncle uh uncle uh, he you can catch him on j martin ramon every weekday morning on 104.5 the zone he is a vol for life uh, he played for the Steelers, which we will not hold against him, for a decade from 2009 to 2019. Uh, he is the slowest player on Madden, and uh, but he is also one hell of a kicker. Uh, <laughs> follow him on Twitter, at Ramon Foster. He is Ramon Foster. Ramon, dude, how are you, man? 
I'm good, man. If I complain, nobody's gonna listen anyhow. So That's I'm true. always good. <laughs> yeah, we don't. We we will just move on to the next question if you complain. <laughs> uh, Ramon, let's. I want to start first and foremost. I want to. Uh, you know, obviously, training camp is well underway. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just had the first preseason game. Getting ready for the second. But I want to. I want to start with the position that you obviously know the best, uh, and 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 that is who's winning this damn kicker battle for the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> It, it, they both did well this weekend. McCann actually had a bad accident. I don't know what we want to call it this past weekend. What was he, two for two this mm-hmm. past weekend? And yeah. that right there sucks for him. But they've been playing cleanup well. I'll say this. As complete as this team is, they have to find a way to make sure that they have their special teams in order. When they got Morgan Cox, you know what you have in every other department when it comes down to it. The operation of it seems to be well. It's a matter of how they're going to hold up when the lights turn on and the cameras are watching. This weekend was this past weekend against Atlanta was a good test, but moving forward, they have to be on top of it um, because, you know, defense seems legit. Offense is pretty much bringing everything back. And you don't want to be in a, a, a slugfest with the team and end up losing because of the kicking situation. And everybody knows that's a red dot when it comes down to, you know, what needs to be done in these camps. Like, yeah, you, you're building a team. But at the end of the day, sifting that out might mean either neither the guys in camp are good or you might end up signing Gaskowski again. So what are yeah. you going to do? Do you, do you have a... I mean, are, is your number open? Are, does uh, Rebel got your number in case it needs it comes to it? The way the salaries are these days, I would take that check or two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you'd be a fool not to answer that call is what right? I'm telling you. Right. But right now, too, trying to find a valid kicker on the market is slim to none. And I think it's leaning more towards the none, too, because what teams do with these 90-man rosters, they stack up. They stack up as many as they can just to see who's going to be be the guy. The team that has a good kicker, they keep them. Look at Tucker and uh, yeah. Baltimore. There right. is no competition. There, there's an opportunity. What you got to do is look and see, okay, well, what's going on down? I mean, what's going over, on over in Baltimore to see who's behind him? Because you, you have to think they recruit or at least scout similar guys when it comes down to Tucker versus player X who's a kicker. So that's the only thing I would be looking at them. I know suckups in, in uh, Tampa right now also. And there's just a few guys floating around. But in general, if they're on the street as a specialist right now, kicker, it probably doesn't mean, well, if there is something to come from this competition in camp right now, it's going to be that first week. And again, it's always the, the, the silver bullet for teams. It's a sign of veteran like Gaskowski after um, the first week. And you just hope that, he's available or you don't have issues where you got to go get somebody. Yeah. Right. I am pretty sure if you look at this 90 man roster, it's essentially all of the starters. And then everyone after that is either a safety, a tight end or a kicker. (laughs) That's pretty much the rest of the roster. It it really is. And, um, that's that's how it's got to come about with John Robinson and, and, and Vrabel and the staff. And I hate to keep just saying John Robinson and Vrabel, but that entire front department uh, has done well when it seems to as of late when that tenure turned over to Jr. that they decided, OK, we're going to be we're going to be a team. We're going to find a way to cultivate a culture. We're going to find a way to put ourselves in position to move forward to show that, hey, we're not just a team that's battling Indy every year for the AFC South. We want to battle right now that 
the the AFC West, AFC North. You know what I'm saying? So right. that's where they are when it comes down to it now. Moan, I know you kicked in high school, but you spent your career in the trenches. <laughs> Dylan Raidens is a player that a lot of people are talking about now. Obviously, yeah. you spent a second-round draft pick on a guy like that, and, and you know people are going to be interested in how he's progressing and how he's evolving. Uh, he was drafted to play right tackle. He didn't even make mm-hmm. the depth chart as a right tackle. It seems like that battle's kind of done, and they're going to they're gonna try and work him in at guard. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on Raidens so far, and what, what do you kind of see out of him that you like? I think, number one, for him, him playing both positions – is actually a good thing for me as a young guy. When I when it, it confused me too, like I'm a tackle coming out of college. Why you put me at guard? That was my whole mindset. Like my rookie year, I played primarily tackle. I went into guard later, but they they kept flipping me back and forth because you got to think about this. The mindset of the coaching staff is there are seven that's going to dress on game day, and if one of the tackles go down, you know Dylan can play tackle but you also need him serviceable at guard too and also just the 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 development aspect of being in position to know okay if i can only learn one position i'm fine but if i'm gonna be the rotating guy inside well on an active seven man on game day seven or eight men on game day then look i need to know both positions this process is going to help speed up his development his mental development more than anything assessing the game this past week the small things that he had going on are very fixable. Like I said, the biggest thing that I noticed from him was his cutoff blocks backside at the guard position, which is something he has to get used to. The guys are a lot closer, a lot bigger, and they're just as fast as defensive ends on the outside. So cutting off the backside is going to be huge uh, for him. And I'll say this too, for any lineman, that block is hard to get regardless. Like you'll find some teams that tell you cut that block off or uh, find a way to just pull him through, pull and shoot move on him and stuff like that. But him learning guard tackle is a good thing. That makes him more flexible as a player to take on game day as one of the guys you're going to address. And it also helps speed up his development. If you talk to almost any guy from quarterback to safety on the other side of the ball, from one end to the next end of, the, uh, of a team, they'll tell you that, I actually picked up the offense in my second year, or I picked up the defense in my second year. So him being able to ingest guard and tackle is going to help him out when it comes to, let's say he has to play on the road and he's playing guard and he's got a tackle right next to him. Well, I know what the guard is going to do on this play. I don't have to be talking the entire time when we're communicating because I know what combo blocks to take. I know the communication, the wording, the ankles that I got to have too. So it's really it can be confusing in the early parts, but I feel like they have the right staff to be able to get the most out of him. So that's why I don't think it's a bad thing. And that's something that Vrabel and Robinson really like. And you've seen it with guys like Dennis Kelly in the past. Ty Sambrello spent last year filling in at left tackle when Lawan got down. Uh, now he's over at right tackle. How confident are you in Sambrello to uh, get the job done over there? Are, are you, do you have trust that that right tackle position kind of figures itself out? That was one position I, I think watching the Falcons this past week. And I, I'll, I won't say just him. I think both tackle positions um, early on, I was just like, okay, they, they got to sure up the, the right tackle position. And you know Taylor's coming back on the left, so you feel confident about that. Um, the guys who are, are, are backups or who are playing that role right now making this roster, they got to find themselves. They got to take that next step because what's happening right now is you know Dylan Raiden is going to make this roster. 
you know, in some capacity, he's going to play or either going to start between him and Kendall Lamb in some capacity. So Sombrello has to find a way to take that next step because at the end of the day, it becomes a business and a numbers game. And a veteran like himself will find his way on the outside looking in when it comes down to, I don't think, making cuts this year. But you got to think that O-line is 30 plus. Some of them are. And at some point, they're going to start transitioning from old to young. So if they don't take that step and say, hey, young boy, Dylan Radins, hold my hold my shoulder pads while I show you how to do work, then the business will get you at the end of the day. Um, there was some pressure early on. Um, I saw on the right side. Um, but as a whole, it's preseason. You get time to develop. This week is going to be big for them, especially going against a world-class defense in Tampa Bay. Much of the offseason, off you know, media in general can kind of consider it list season with all the lists and just the churning of content that happens yeah. everywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big yeah. list season. Right I now. found out. Okay. <laughs> the NFL top 100 is like the Super Bowl of list season. Oh, yeah. So the, the, the players 100 to 40 have all been released. The Titans had a few guys on there, three guys, Tannehill, Simmons, and A.J. Brown, obviously, Derrick Henry and Julio Jones will probably come in the top 40. Mm-hmm. But Derrick Henry's led the league in rushing the last two seasons, and not one offensive lineman cracked that list. What are your thoughts on that? It's a lot. Um, we actually asked uh, PFF about that because they are influenced when it comes down to grading perception, what guys are doing what. And he just said, well, look, it may be more of a Arthur Smith or a system situation more than the actual why aren't his guys getting the praise they should. I thought for sure that they'd have at least one. But he said as a whole, they work good as a unit. But individually, guys had deficiencies. Uh, Nate Davis showed to be a guy that's really good as far as role grading, moving people around, but not good enough to actually crack Pro Bowl, All Pro, Top 100 type list. People know him. He graded well according to PFF, their metric. And again, their metric is confusing to me too, okay? I respect the work that they do, um, but there's no real way to go, to like really um, grade guards, tackles for the most part, other than, man, did he get a look, give up a little bit of pressure or did he make a block? Like, it's really fine to I'll say this. If you had a, a, a year where Roger didn't miss, a, a Roger Sappho didn't miss a play, a snap, or a game, I think you could have potentially had him in there. Mm-hmm. Taylor Lewan had notorious ACL. I think he would have been in there. You guys know how it goes. When you get your name and you stick by their reputation, more eyes go towards you in those type of situations. Look at the young guy uh, in um, Tampa. Is it Tristan Wirfs? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Him. Think about what he did. He played well, really good, but they were winning. He had Tom Brady's blind side, and they ended up getting a Super Bowl. So it's a lot of that branding that goes into it. It sucks. There's a lot of undervalued linemen in this league, and there's a lot of – and I'll say this. It's just hard to find good linemen, too. So the ones that most of the time people know, they stick by those names. I'm looking at it right now. Jason Peters. I don't know how old he is, but he just got re-signed by – he just got signed by by the Chicago Bears. He's 39. Yeah, And you got to – Ask yourself this, why? It's because it's so freaking hard to find quality offensive linemen. It it simply is. And should there have been some type of accolades or praise given to that unit? I think so. But when you can't single out who did what and why, and you miss Roger Sappho and you miss Taylor Lewan also, 
that's where it comes into. And then this is the other part, too. A lot of people look at the way they produce runs on offense because they got an avatar in the backfield. Yeah, They think Derrick Henry get hit, but he's going to stiff arm somebody to 98 yards. So <laughs> is that his offensive line or is that just him? You know what I'm saying? I look at it as his offensive line. The one that got him to the second level. Right. But they're going right. to say, well, he has 60 yards after contact on a run. Again, Ooh. very fine line. It goes to that, like, go, like you would think, like going back to like your branding discussion, you would think that you produce a 2,000 yard rusher. At least one of those guys is going to go into grade well. Like the, the year that we, uh, Le'Veon, I think, made it, or it may have been Le'Veon, or it was, it, was, it was one year we were crushing it, rushing, passing, and everything. We had three go, and I was the first alternate. Why? Because I think it's, the team, it could be the branding, um, having your guys vouch for you, meaning your skill guys, your wide receivers, your running back, your quarterback, vouch for you could mean something too. So we could have potentially had four guys in the Pro Bowl had somebody else turned it down. And that just goes into the Titans in a real cool spot. It's like, okay, either we're about to take that next step up or we just going to be looking for everybody else to give us validation instead of just taking it from everybody. And that's where I think – they are right now. You're starting to see a bunch of names, AJ, Julio, Derrick Henry. You got everybody on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Jeff is in the top 100. But you know, you got names. And now there comes a point where the production brings recognition to you too. P PFF grades or quantum physics, which do you think you have a better grasp of? Quantum physics. <laughs> yeah, figured. Uh, same here. Same He's, here. Uh, I didn't even think about that one. <laughs> who knows? Again, Right. I love him. We have great conversation with him on Jay Martin Ramon, but it's your metric that you're judging people by. Right. You compare it to. I, I want to make my own metric and just <laughs> like grade all the Titans at a hundred plus, you know, all we need is a guy is to slide in on a roller chair on Sunday night football to say, yeah. Hey, BFF right. says, right, right, right. Hollinsworth is, you yeah. Did you see that the Titans rated all rated a hundred on the Huff metric? It's crazy. It's I don't, <laughs> I don't even know how that happens. <laughs> you you got to roll in and do that with the microphone, though, real <laughs> yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, slide right. in, yeah. Slide in. Uh, everyone rates 100 on the on the Huff metric, and then I'll slide back out. I'll do, yeah. I'll do what, what Collinsworth doesn't do, and I'll slide back out. Slide back out, <laughs> yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. Uh, the, now, okay. There's, I don't know, if, I don't know if you've heard this or not, but it's a pretty tight position battle at the wide receiver position <laughs> at Titans camp. My gosh, there it is. It is insane how many Titans have. Like, I'm pretty sure the entire time you were with the Steelers, yeah. I bet, like, I bet if you guys ever played uh, Tennessee, you like your your cornerbacks got the week off because there has <laughs> the Titans haven't had a wide receiver, or at least like a good wide receiver in over a decade. Yeah. And, and now all of a sudden it's like rags to riches. They've got too many wide receivers. They've got a freaking Scrooge McDuck like vault that they're diving into full of wide receivers that yeah. they've got right now. It's a good problem to have. It is. It's a great problem to have. Now, so let me ask you this. I want to play a game of F Mary Kill. Okay. <laughs> Except, except, uh, we'll do start bench cut. For, okay, <laughs> start bench better, cut. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, between NWI, all right, Nick Westbrook Akine, yeah, Mason Kinsey, all right. This is I, why we're going low on the depth chart here. Okay, like, like the lower guys on the depth chart. I see. NWI, Mason Kinsey, and Des Fitzpatrick, start bench cut. 
start this. Okay. Mm. All right. He's my draft pick. I drafted him for a reason. It sucks. And I went through this personally. Okay. A guy that they drafted in the third round. They kept him, but they also told him, you here because we paid you. You're here because we have to keep you. I get the business of it. I start him this. Okay. okay. Um, right. I cut NWI. Oh, and- oh, oh, oh. oh. Okay. Oh, this is a I big cut, NWI podcast. Yeah. I mean, we, we like them. We like both NWI what, and Macy Kinsey. Start and, and Kinsey, I, I bench. Okay, just because I, I see something in them a little bit more. NWI has been around for a little bit, and it, it, it lends me to maybe we've seen what he is. And right now, as far as the depth goes in that room, do you want what you've already seen, or do you go for something new? Here's, here's okay, my we'll, question for you, there, yeah. Ramon. Is how loyal to this draft pick do you have to be is there a point where john robinson and mike grable are both like because i mean let's be honest des fitzpatrick we only saw him with barkley in the fourth quarter he was the yeah. last receiver off the, i mean fred brown was in front of him <laughs> so are you in a position to where you have to hold on to him just because you traded up in the draft to get him now i know this to be true john robinson and Vrabel in their front office will cut a guy simply because hey you're not doing it for us I, I say this in a traditional sense of um, he's a guy that they know there's some talent inside of. They know whatever he's got to work through, he might need a year. And because I've given you, I think, of what is he, fourth-round draft pick? Fourth. Mm-hmm. Fourth-round yeah. draft pick. Hey, just We've given you, I think, $600,000 signing bonus at this point. And because of that, we're going to keep you for a year. If you get it, fine. You got what we think to be some tangible use as far as your, your wide receiver ability. And we got to figure out how to get that up out of you. It's an adjustment period for a guy like him, man, coming from Louisville and, and just having now a pro system guys in front of him. you got to ask also, what is this reps been like? Um, has he has, um, has he had the ability to actually be in a position where he can be successful? Um, or is it, hey, go, and let's see what you can do from here. Again, everybody else might be in that same situation too, but the business tell me they're going to keep him regardless of the fact of what everybody else is doing. Right now with the ability to potentially have more practice squad guys, you can stash the other guys too. At some point, you might try to stash them. Like you said, Ken's is a guy that if we can keep him on practice squad, we will, just in case somebody has to be called up. Um but NWI, I think, might be the odd man out simply because we've seen, we've done that dance before, you know? It's hey, he, he was a captain. He was a captain on Friday yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, he's got the C on his chest, kind of. I, uh, I saw a guy be a captain, too, and get not get signed back the next year. That goes as far as yeah. the week goes. It's you a know? lowercase C because it's preseason games. Exactly. A- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, so uh well, all I'll say is like if Des Fitzpatrick, if he if he starts doing donuts on Charlotte Avenue and drops like a mixtape or something, <laughs> then I think it's it, look no chances. I think we've learned our lesson in that. Yeah. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, yeah. he's got to be zero to low maintenance, no maintenance moving forward. Uh, that that string, like I said, of uh, that leash is short when it comes down to off the field distractions and whatnot. Simply because if it wasn't for the tie to the money, then what use do you have? But that's a heavy check to just throw away like that and, and a high pick it, also. Now, is it is it always – would you say it's always tied to the money or do you think a little bit of the – and and I, I don't mean this in any disrespectful manner at all, yeah. but it, like the, the pride factor of like 
no, we traded up for this guy. I like we got I want this dude to work out. I I still yeah. think he can work out. Or is it or is it all strictly financial that this like- I'd say it's two P words, the pride and also that potential. Okay. Yeah, that okay. they look for. Yeah. Uh, and I've I've known this to I ain't gonna say to be true, what I've always assessed about um GMs when it comes to picking their guys in the scouting department, they don't wanna be wrong. Right. Um, right. If right. they are sadly wrong, bad wrong, like last year's draft pick, okay, cool. You you leave me no option. But when it comes down to uh doing their job to saying, hey, we know what the heck we're doing, they're gonna side with their, their draft pick for the most part. Yeah, last year's it was pride, potential, and panda, the three uh words that kind of PPP, and that's yeah, not that alone. The Titans. And he got alone. A fourth P is police. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But hey, he remember didn't have the six P's proper planning prevents piss for uh performance. <laughs> You're right about that. Hey, from one fourth rounder to another, Rashad Weaver. I mean, he stood out to yeah. me. He he stood out more than anybody, probably to me. I mean, it, for for him being drafted probably as a rotational you know edge rusher this guy seems like i mean talk about potential he yeah. he, he looks like he's got it he was man and i saw actually nfl analysts give his um grade him as a b and i was i was like if anything a minus i thought because i thought for him to play as many snaps that he's played um in the first preseason game and to have the impact that he had as far as getting a sack and a half uh, effect in the run game, which he's more known for his pass pro. I mean, for his pass rush than he actually is the run game. He has all the intangibles, man. Big body guy um, has a motor, seems to want to play mean and he goes out and did the job. I think we look at what his conditioning is from being a college athlete to playing in a pro game. That was legit. That was a legit display of his 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 talent this past week, man. If for anything, Bud's late to start or somebody got to go out, I think they may feel comfortable with him being in. Or the fact that the way he matched the run game, granted, it was against Atlanta's, let's say, 1A starters or the backups. He did the job. He went in there and made a name for himself to where it's like, man, this guy might be the biggest deal of this draft almost if we're being honest who performed like him this past weekend nobody he went out and did a very good job of being a young guy that just wants to show his motor wants to show that he belongs and um you gotta just say you did a really good job of finding i remember when we were on titans radio that night and at the draft when they selected him and big body kid knows how to get to the quarterback that's what we were saying about him and now it's like he can actually stop the run. He did well at that. And that's one thing the Titans have to be really big on this year is stopping the run because look at their opponents. They have a good amount of running quarterbacks on this schedule this year. Being able to at least divert the running quarterback or change the run game up or chase down somebody to where if I divert you and then the gang is behind tackling, then we win those downs. That's what he did this weekend. He may have, what was it, like two, two and a half tackles or something like yeah, that. Yeah, one, one and a half sacks. One and a half sacks. But yeah. look at the effect that he had with everybody else. He controlled the line of scrimmage more than they did, man. And yeah, when, uh, what was it, Felipe Franks got in, nobody scouted for that, so nobody really knew he was a runner. But if you give a whole seven, six days and then a game to prep, um, the kid could can have an impact this year. As far as <laughs> roster locks, check him off the board even after mm-hmm. one game. Okay. Now, you'd have to be an absolute idiot 
to like uh, <laughs> yeah, just a complete imbecile <laughs> to uh, to overreact to anything that you saw from you know from the first preseason game of the season. Obviously, there's still plenty yeah. of preseason left. We don't even know who's going to be on the roster uh, come uh, come week one. But Jack and I are a couple of idiots, and we are a couple of imbeciles. So what <laughs> what is one thing that we can take away from that we can overreact to and like be okay about it? overreacting to that first preseason game. I kind of got two. One thing, the most obvious, the defense. I think what you saw from the linebackers, being able to go downhill, even Monty Rice. He's a young guy that's picked up on the identity of what the defense wants to be moving forward. Another thing would be the way the front line was disruptive. Um, And the other part is watching them play man-to-man. There was a couple of times they were off the ball, but they were playing the sticks when it all broke down. Long down and distance. I know a lot of people get up on the, the wide receiver. No, you play the down and distance. And they can play off like that simply because they knew they had a rush up front. Somebody who can disrupt the pass game. Um, and the other one. I, I, I'm sorry. That I'm, that just sounds so weird to hear. It's I, been so long <laughs> since I've heard that. And I, that just, <laughs> I just need a moment. <laughs> no. And this isn't. <laughs> This isn't a, a state-run comment when it comes down to it, but when it comes down to Arthur Smith knowing this team, the way this team is going to operate, and they still dog them out a little bit, you got to kind of tip your head a little bit and be like, okay, something's going on in those practices in which they're teaching the new culture. They're teaching the new way of playing Titans defense. And that, to me, says if they're doing that, then that means that Jeff has gotten to merch. He's got into Tierra Tart. You got to look at it and say, man, Landry's got into the young guys off the edge. That's what they're doing at defense, man. Watching David Long Jr. like drop back and snatch the ball out of the air. When have you seen that? I mean, they won the turnover battle when it came down to it. You lose Malcolm Butler to Arizona, and you're like, well, where are we going to get turnovers at? Well, it seems to me that the rush is there. It seems to me that they have the ability to uh, stop the run up front and be a defense that, that wins third downs. You know, like, yeah, it's what that's it comes what down to. Too. And I, I think a small tidbit, too, would be Logan Woodside. That's another one. Now, I'm not saying if Tannehill goes down, let's say with a hangnail. I just, I never like to give out weird, like crazy mm-hmm. injuries. If he goes out with a hangnail or something like that, <laughs> I think he's serviceable enough to get the job done. Nobody's looking for the backup to be the starter, but I see why they got rid of Deshaun Kaiser. I see why he was on a roster all last year because he knows the playbook. He commanded the huddle and it looked like he was just a true pro with that second unit offensive line than anything. And then the last caveat, because I thought of it, so I know I gave you two and I'm gonna give you a third one, but now keep um, them coming. I like, I, we love to overreact. I, I really hate for Darrington Evans to fall victim. Oh, for the injury yeah. bug. Mm-hmm. We Corey just got over that in year four. Yeah. And he's top 100, too, by the way. That was 91. Special. I saw that. Yeah, yeah 91. Um, but you don't want him to fall victim to the injury bug. And that, to me, could be a position of caution also. Finding a number two, if Darrington isn't ready, is going to be a problem. Because you'd expect with 17 games, you don't want to run Derrick Henry into the ground when it comes down to a longer season. Right. Uh, basically, only one team gets a bye. We know him to be an avatar, but at the end of the day, Batman needs a Robin. So right now, who legitly is this team? We talk about the kicking situation. 
who is actually the Robin to what's uh, to Derrick Henry? Yeah, and is it I, McNichols? Sergeant looked okay, but I mean, yeah. neither, you know, Hill had he played in Atlanta a little, but there, who did we a, expect though? Yeah, Darrington Evans. I, he, that's why he was drafted in the third round. You're exactly yes. right. So, my last thing for you, Ramon, do you play fantasy football? Uh, a little bit, yeah. All right, you're on the clock. AJ Brown and Julio Jones are both on the board. Who are you taking? I got Ooh. AJ. AJ. Yep. Ooh, okay. I said AJ quickly. I think AJ is going to have a huge year. And I know it's only one ball, but I, I feel like Julio understands enough that, hey, I can help groom this guy into being a. I know he wants his, um, I know he wants his numbers and everything too. But when it comes down to it, I see him falling back a little bit now. That means Julio gets 1200 and AJ gets 850. Heck, we still win. Yeah, you know, so it's it's just a matter of uh, sorry, drop my headphones. It's just a <laughs> it's a matter of who's gonna be who, and I I think in respect factor, we've never heard Julio to be a problem, and I think he doesn't have a problem with AJ taking the wheel on this one. Um, all right, Ramon, before we get you out of here, I got I got a dumb question, and uh, yeah. I I. Like it's like it might be the dumbest question I ever asked you because I, I somebody feel like always I, told me the dumbest question is the one you don't ask. Well, and that's what I was thinking too. I was like, <laughs> yeah, you know what? Well, that. this is a dumb question. Only if I don't ask it, so I better ask it so it doesn't become it's not it's no longer a dumb question. You, I, you, I, pro, everyone listening probably knows this answer, and I don't know if that's true or not. But uh, your nickname's the Big Raccoon. Yeah. Uh, how the hell did you get that nickname? <laughs> so it started off. I make a lasagna, and everybody says it's pretty good. Okay. Okay. All so right. I, I, my mom taught me before I went to college. Okay. Oh, I was watching her make it. So when I finally moved off campus, I made it in, in the dorm. I mean, made it in my apartment. Team heard about it, man. Moan lasagna. This, this, cool. <laughs> All right, go to the NFL, and um, rookies have to <laughs> not hazing, but rookie had to provide food. So one weekend, I was like, man. We ain't finna pay for no food. I'll make this lasagna and bring it over so those guys can have it. So <laughs> there was you turned training camp into a potluck. You feel me? Like <laughs> why? I didn't have that much bread, man. I gotta save money somewhere. Okay, y'all, y'all want expensive stuff from a right. steakhouse. And the only bread you did have, you had to use for the lasagna. <laughs> exactly. So um, word got around the facility that I made a really good lasagna, and there's two uh two former Steeler players there, um, Tunch Ilkin and, and Craig Wolfley. And um, they were like, man, we've heard about this lasagna. What is it, man? It's got to be the sauce. It must be the ragu sauce. We're going to call you the big ragu. And <laughs> that's where it came from. Hey, better the big ragu than the big prego. Am I right? You- <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. So that's where the name comes from, man. All right. All right. Yeah, all right. Good. So. I'm glad I I'm glad I finally got that out. Now, OK, yeah. speaking of names on the way out the door, we'll play one one more game of uh F Mary kill start bench cut, start uh, bench but, cut. but with the best names on this Titans roster right now. Okay. <laughs> Let me see. You ready? Start, T- start bench cut between tier tart, Sam Ficken and racy McMath. Best name. Uh, man, race McMath is a dope name though. Yes. Tart is my receiver, guy. Right? I don't know if y'all been doing like tier tart has been my, my day one. I've called out from, Okay, all right. And start that's Tier. Great, that's a great name too. The, the alliteration. Are you kidding me? Tier Tart. Start him. Um, Bench Race McMath because 
I like his speed. Okay. okay. Yeah. A receiver named Racy McMath. I don't want to line up against you. Like, dude, <laughs> I mean, especially, I mean, coming from Madden's slowest player, like you got to love him. I'm keeping him regardless, he's either, right? He's either a high school math teacher or Olympic gold medalist in the, in the 100. <laughs> right, you know? right. He's the one. Who was the last one again? He's, he's a Marvel superhero. Like it's known for his speed. There's the Flash <laughs> and there's Racy McMath. Uh, and, and then the last one, Sam Ficken. That, that name right there is Sam. Ficken. Like, Ficken, imagine Ficken. the play on that with friends. Right? Yeah, this Ficken Hey, Ficken. Hey, Bacher. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like that. He missed the Ficken kick again. Uh, <laughs> I, see? That, that's <laughs> why, right? A lot. There. There's a lot we can so do. The last name that could backfire very quickly. <laughs> it really is. That's oh, awesome. my gosh. Guys, if you're not already, you need to be tuning into 104.5 The Zone every weekday morning for J. Martin Ramon for our guy at Ramon Foster on Twitter. He is the man and we love having him come on because we have fun and uh, he rolls along with, 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 with our ridiculous with everything uh, with our ridiculousness so ramon dude thank you so much no You're man, and uh, we're gonna have to get you back on during the season just let me know right. absolutely i appreciate it all right thanks ramon yep there are no flags on the field it's a miracle tennessee has pulled a miracle i freaking love i freaking love ramon foster Love that dude. A lot of fun, as always. Um, uh, check him out. Yeah, 104.5 The Zone on Twitter. At, uh, uh, Ramon, um, why am I blanking? Uh, at Ramon Foster. <laughs> Just literally Pretty his simple. name. Literally his name. Uh, guys, give him a follow. He's the man. Uh, he's a great uncle to this podcast. We appreciate that. Such um, a great addition to Nashville Sports Radio, too. Let's for get sure. That oh, without question. Even Other than the fact he's a stealer. And then, like, we'll, we'll we'll let that slide just because he's so good. Uh, otherwise, yeah, know. he gets a like, pass. Right, he gets a pass. But but like, look, Bill Cower, don't be thinking you can come to Nashville Sports Radio, okay? <laughs> All right, take take it easy, uh, Heinz Ward. All right, don't come, don't be moving to Nashville. Come here and find out, Heinz Ward. Yeah, hey, Antoine Randall L. How about uh, Antoine Randall? No. All right, you're not. <laughs> don't even think about it, buddy. Uh, all right, Jack, let's get into this NFL top 100 because the, the first, I guess, rankings have come out. Uh, what was it? It was, was it 60 to hundred? Uh, they counted all night? the way. They counted all the way down from 100 to 41, 41. Okay. And yes. then, and then, uh, next Sunday will be 40 to 11. Correct. And then the, and then following-, the following Sunday will be the top 10. Yes. Um, and so we have to wait three weeks before we realize that Derrick Henry is still disrespected in this league, despite being uh, a player who should have been MVP last season. Um, so uh, we will get to that as they come out each week. But this week, the first first batch came out, and Jack, a few few notables. Obviously, we talked about it a little bit with Ramon Foster. Um, let's go ahead. Let's let, let's first read off the Titans that were listed. We got Ryan Tannehill at 83. Jeffrey Simmons at 78. And then A.J. Brown at 62. So there's only been three so far listed in the top four or in the 100 to 41 range. Right. I I have nothing against that. Um, I have nothing against those rankings. 
um, except for maybe Ryan Tannehill. I have something I'm, against that ranking, particularly the other Ryan, two. Ryan Tannehill. Maybe, the other two, I can I can see, even right. though AJ I'm okay. is top fifty. But right, AJ Brown, I'm okay with him getting in the sixties. Like, like I'm like I'm that I can let that slide. Um, yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons, the fact that he's ranked, I love that he's getting recognition. He's a big dude. He deserves. He deserves. Like I'm glad that he's getting on people's radars. The Ryan Tannehill one kind of irks me a little bit, just because. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he was 64th last season. He was 68th last season. 68th. Okay, so and 68 then, and this season, 83. Yes, after a 33 touchdown to seven interception ratio, 65 and a half percent completion percentage, winning the division, quarterback rating. I mean, it, this he was is the, the highest rated quarterback in the NFL. So it was I mean, this is since he took over in September uh, of when he did against uh, when, when Marcus Mariota was benched. So it's like a season and a half in that, but he's the highest rate quarterback in that time span. Why is he not getting, why is he somehow falling down the rankings? You would think he would only move up. Ramon Foster made a case about the offensive line that I think also relates to Tannehill. Um, Derek Henry rushing for 2000 yards back to back, you know, uh, leading rusher in the NFL yeah, a lot of uh, why an offensive lineman isn't up here is because they think that Derrick Henry is so good he's doing a lot of this just because he's uh, insanely talented and uh, any offensive line uh, Derrick Henry could really run behind. I think that has something to do with why Tannehill is getting a little disrespect here, is because okay, well Tannehill has great numbers, but Derrick Henry is the leader of that team. Yeah, uh, Tannehill's not even the best player on his and, offense. And so. this is and this is what really, really gets my blood boiling. If you remember the MTV show Boiling Point, this is where I would like I would the, the screen would turn red because this is what really gets me upset. Because look, you can think those things. I have no problem if you think those things, but you can't think those things. You can't think, oh well, Ryan Tannehill's good because Derrick Henry is great. The offensive line is good because Derrick Henry is great. And then not say that Derrick Henry is the most valuable player in the sport. You can't say that. You and you Very can't fair. say you can't say that a a Derrick Henry doesn't deserve MVP because he's not a quarterback. You the two cannot be true. You can say one or the other, which I'm fine. If you want to say one or the other, like say it, but you can't say them both. And that's what really, really irks me with the disrespect. It's, it's almost like they're, they're just trying to find ways to not give Derrick Henry his credit or vice versa, Derrick Henry's teammates, their credit. And that's what really, really gets me going. And I'm like, Oh, you can't see me in the podcast, but I am gritting my teeth right now. I'm, I'm so with you, angry. and I, I want to be comfortable, or I, I want not comfortable. I want to be clear that I'm not coming off, you know, whiny and, and everything. Right. And, and again, and again, yes, because that's important to note too, because it, it is dumb. Look, it's at the end of the day, it's a damn list. It's, it's a stupid list. It's a stupid list. But when and, when the NFL comes out with it, and I think it was players that voted on it, and right. uh, and other members of you know front offices and, and coaches, per, perhaps. I, uh, what what the worst part about Tan Hill's eighty three, Baker Mayfield seventy one. <laughs> what the hell? Oh my gosh! Like, damn it. I, I, I look, I, and I know why that is. It's that playoff run. Well, it's, it's popularity playoff. is to, to me is what it is. And I mean, the, 
Baker Mayfield, he's had one okay year, and that was last year. He's in a lot of commercials. Ryan Tannehill's pretty quiet, goes about right. his business. Well, Ryan Tannehill um, hasn't posed with a tiger in front of a Rolls Royce with uh, his shirt off. That's, I mean, that's I think that's the reason. And it's the Ryan. Browns hype. It's just the, the the Browns getting all of this media love that they've gotten the last couple of years. Um, and, and so that's okay. Tannehill, 83, that's kind of BS. Simmons, 78, I think is very fair, probably more than fair. Um, A.J. Brown, as he stands right now, probably eighth, ninth, maybe 10th best receiver in the league. So 62, probably about right. There's going to be Derrick Henry and Julio Jones in the top 40. Um, you could almost guarantee. I think you can guarantee. The question is, where will Derrick Henry land to me? He was 10th in 2019. Since then, he's put together um, a 2,000-yard rushing season. If he is not above Christian McCaffrey, which – for the record, I don't think they'll put him above Christian McCaffrey. I think there is a media – the media slurps Christian McCaffrey at any given chance because he can receive, he can catch the ball and also run for it. But Derrick Henry is the best pure running back in the NFL, and he should be ranked as such. He should be a top five to six player in the NFL. This isn't fantasy. Remember, this is not fantasy football. These are who are the best players in the NFL. Derrick Henry absolutely belongs in the top five. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I mean I agree with you. <laughs> Obviously, I mean like look, I think Derrick Henry did, I like personally I legitimately think this and I and this is I understand I'm extremely biased. I I have I have a freaking hard on for Derrick Henry at all times. But like he is the best player in the sport. Like the entire game revolves around 22. Everything the Titans do offensively revolves around him. Everything the the Titans opponents do defensively revolves around 22. He is he is the most impactful player in the sport. And I think he's the great, like, I think he's the best player in the sport today. Better than Rodgers, better than Mahomes, just because of what he can do. If Patrick Mahomes goes down, Chad Henney can still lead the Chiefs to a victory in a playoff game, okay? If Derrick Henry goes down, the Titans aren't winning a playoff game. I like just the way they're built right now. I mean, maybe now you better put some respect on Jeremy McNichols' name, Austin. Yeah, well, yeah. Sorry, no, no offense to any anyone else, but no, I mean, but yeah, now, now, now with the weapons they have, but based off of last year's team, and this is what these rankings are based off of last year's team. How like Derrick Henry to me should be ranked up there. I don't think he will be. I think you're right. I think Christian McCaffrey will get more love, kind of like the Madden rankings and. Oh man, I don't even know if we ever, we ever went over the running back Madden rankings. Yeah, I think we those, didn't. The, the, they those, came out on a Wednesday. Absolute, probably for the absolutely best. Absolutely infuriating. I think probably have, for the best. A 96 for yeah, Derrick Henry. And below, what was it? Below McCaffrey and Chubb or tied yeah. with Chubb? Yeah, tied with Chubb. Tied with Chubb. Yeah, like, what the hell? It's like, just, it's classic. Uh, you know, the Titans not getting the respect they that they, they have earned, not just deserved, but have earned. Over the last couple of years, it's just uh, it's, tied tied with Dalvin Cook, I think. I think Dalvin okay. Cook was who he's tied with. Okay, either sure. way, ridiculous. Yeah, it's um, stupid. Uh, so forty two eleven, you'll likely see Julio Jones there. That'll come out on the twenty second, and then the top ten, I believe, are out on the twenty eighth. Any other Titans? Do you think? Do we want to make any bets? I don't. No, there's no way. I mean, be, right for for the Titans to not have an offensive lineman on there is ridiculous. Roger Saffold. Ooh, spent, wait, hang on. What if all five Titans offensive linemen are? You in think the top they 40? sneak them in in the top forty? Yeah. Top forty, dude. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe just like put them all as a collective unit at like 36 or something. They should do that. They should. But yeah. Ro Roger Saffold, 11 year vet. I, uh, 
this is something the Titans fans need to take action with. Wait, wait, wait. let me ask you this. Let me ask you this because, because uh, let's be honest, if, if Taylor LeWine stayed healthy last year, he would be in the top 100. No question. No doubt. He's a three-time pro bowler. He has to be. Right. There. And he's been on this list before. Why then would Christian McCaffrey be ranked in the top 10, even though he was injured? From so that, see, that's kind of different. It's just Christian McCaffrey and Taylor Lewan. It's hard to compare the two. But I, I get your point where, you know, why does an injury take this guy out completely? Right. If it's going to take Taylor Lewan out completely, because let's be honest, when Taylor Lewan is healthy, he's a top 100 off, like top 100 player, not just. Offensive we'll, lineup, I'll, I'll say this. So it's, a, it's James Robinson of the Jacksonville Jaguars was player number 100. Is Taylor Lewan better at his position than James Robinson is at his? Uh, yeah. Yes. He should be in there. Um, but yeah, Lewan three. Good. That that was this, another this that was I'm another saying. sleeper. That was this another is, sleeper I, I mentioned to my my buddy who reached out to me about sleeper picks. Uh James, <laughs> yeah. I told him James Robinson, he's pretty good. He's pretty damn good. This is what Titans fans need to do this season for Roger Saffold because he is a a great, he's great in pass pro. And he can he can get it done on the on the left side of the ball or left side of the line running the football. You have the run left hats. Roger Saffold needs a true Pro Bowl campaign this season from Titans fans. He deserves he deserves a Pro Bowl if he is healthy and playing well. When the time comes, Titans fans need to take the Twitter in in, in force yeah. and get Roger Saffold into the Pro Bowl. That is yeah. long overdue. He does not have a Pro Bowl under his resume. Uh, he deserves one, and this is the year we have to do it. Titans fans, we're going to take action. Let's We're going to get it. Roger Saffold the recognition he deserves. That is what we do here on the Tighten Up Podcast. Look, we get Young Buck played at Nissan Stadium, okay? We uh, we we still haven't figured out if uh, if DeMarco Murray has dimpled or not. But uh, we, do, we do other things on this podcast. Look, we will start <laughs> the Roger Saffold to the Pro Bowl campaign in August. That's the kind of podcast we are, and that's what we do. It has to be done. I mean, I, I can't stand not seeing any of these alignment on this list. I want to see Roger Saffold get laid in February. That's what I want to see. Okay, so if 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 that means starting a a, a, a goofy hashtag, we will start that goofy hashtag. Get Roger Saffold laid. Those are the things. <laughs> and that's for for those who may be confused. This is not sex. This is the no. Hawaii. It's L E L E I D. Yes. yes. <laughs> get Roger Saffold. La- get Saffold laid because we, we we've got to watch our character limit. Get Saffold laid. Okay, that's the hashtag. Hashtag get Saffold laid. We got to get all season long. We got to get Saffold freaking uh freaking in the Pro Bowl. Okay. If get it, Saffold laid is not trending by Wednesday at noon. <laughs> Locally in Nashville. Locally. It, 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 we're not expecting it to get trending, uh, you know, all all over the country. Tag us. Hey, it, get Saffold laid. The Hawaii spelling. Get Saffold laid. L-E-I-D. Uh, get him laid. Let's get this dude laid. Okay? <laughs> we want to freaking get him laid in February when it's cold, chilly months. We want to make it hot for him. We want to make it real hot. We want to warm get, him up. We want to get him laid and I just and have it be hot, sweaty, yeah, passionate, right? right. In Hawaii, you perverts. In Hawaii, we're talking about. (laughs) Let's get this train back on the track. Yeah, let's go to uh, remember the Titan. Let's uh, let's do remember Titan. You want to go first? You want me to go first? I've been going first a lot lately. I'll let you. You have been. Do you want? Do do you want to go again? No, I'm going to let you lead off today. Okay. All right. Good. All right, I am going. I was gonna say, I if you if you were gonna say, yeah, I'll go first. I, I was gonna say something because I was like, did it, it's been like 
you have been leading off all that. Well, you I'm okay always with. ask, do you want to go first? And I'm a yes I'm okay. man. Okay. Yeah. You are a yes man. And that's what I love about you. Um, <laughs> Cause I'll be like, Hey, can I borrow 10 bucks? And you'll be like, yes. And then you Venmo me. It's great. Uh, Michael <laughs> Devin Griffin is my. That's big time. time. Okay. Michael Griffin. And this is like one of those, remember the Titans that yes, like you don't even have to ask it. We all remember this Titan. Okay. 19th overall pick by the Titans in the 2007 draft out of some school named Texas, Te hmm. Texas, uh, which I, I, I don't know. I assume they have a football team, man. The Titans uh, love Texas guys. They do. Bo Scaife, Vince Young, Arakpo, Arakpo. Yeah. Which nice, uh, nice. Look, we're going to about to come full circle with Arakpo. Oh, uh, Michael Devin Griffin played with the Titans from 2007, 2015, in that time, two Pro Bowls. Look, look, Michael Griffin got laid twice while he was with the Titans. 2008, 2010. Uh, second team All-Pro, which I think he has two kids, so he actually did get laid twice, at least twice. Uh, second team All-Pro in 2010. And the PFWA All-Rookie team in 2007. Not to brag, okay? Look, you can say what you will about Titans secondary now, but... Back then, they used to get PFWA all-rookie team guys in their backfield. Now, okay, blah, blah, blah. Like, look, we all literally remember Michael Griffin. But I wanted to share this fact, okay? It's a couple of facts, actually. In college, Griffin was an honor student majoring in youth and community studies. He graduated from the University of Texas's College of Education in May 2017. Went back to school. Good for him. He has a twin brother... Marcus Griffin, who was a defensive back at the University of Texas as well. Again, they must have a football team. That's the first time hearing about it. Uh, he always he always wears a watch during practices, and his teammates often ask him how many minutes before practice is over. Their parents, Ronald, wait a minute. What? Can we go back over that sentence real quick? He always wears a watch during practices, and his teammates often ask him how many minutes before practice is over. First of all, that's <laughs> funny as hell. Shout out Michael Griffin's teammates, because if you see a dude with wearing a watch at practice, and this is before smartwatches, so it's not like he was like trying to close his rings or anything. He was probably out there rocking a Rolex or something. That was at the back end of the Jeff Fisher era where they were probably just dying to get out of there. Yeah, it, probably a G-Shock, you know, just, you know, just so it wouldn't get scratched up. But, uh, but yeah, it's a Casio, maybe, um, maybe it's a calculator watch. I don't know. All I'm saying is that to me is the funniest sentence I've ever read in anyone's Wikipedia page ever. He always wears a watch during practices and his teammates often ask him how many minutes before practice is over. And it's just, that sentence is just thrown in there amongst a bunch of different facts about like his background, like someone, someone editing Michael Griffin's Wikipedia page was like, oh, I got to throw this in there. And he, he didn't know where else to put it. So he that just, just describes the paragraph. that describes the Titans culture in the early 2010s about as yeah. well as you can. Yeah. yeah. The, the very next sentence, just to let you know how out of place that sentence was the very next sentence in this paragraph, uh, their parents, Ronald and may are both retired from the United States armed services. First of all, thank you for your service, Michael Griffin's parents. But like, Somehow someone felt the need to throw in the fact that he wore watches to practice. <laughs> Michael Griffin, avid watch wear. And of course, obviously, as we know, uh, alongside Brian Arakbo, uh, Geico spokesman, 
he co-owns Gigi's Cupcakes in Austin, Texas. And I believe there's a location in Nashville, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they went from literally taking dudes' heads off on NFL football fields, modern-day gladiators in the arenas, in the, in the arenas known as the stadiums, the Nissan Stadium, taking dudes' heads off. And then he, after they hang it up, they're like, let's make cupcakes. <laughs> like Rackpo just... was like one of the most feared defensive players in the NFL for a, for a mini, for many years. And, and, if and anyone... then he goes to cupcake guy. Right. And if anyone has ever heard Brian Arakpo speak, you know, he sounds like this. Exactly. Like, hey, this is Brian Arakpo. Like he has one of the deepest, he was one of our favorite guests on, he used to come on Jim Rome all the time when I worked for Rome. Mm-hmm. He's come on all the time. And like, we loved having him on just because of his voice was this deep. I mean, I loved having him on because <laughs> he was a Titan, but like he always, Hey, hey thanks. Thanks. Thanks for the vine Rome. <laughs> rack, rack me. I'm out. <laughs> like that, that was Brian Arakbo. And now he's like, uh, should we go with the pink icing or the like <laughs> the baby blue icing? <laughs> like, like that's just the, the craziest thing turn of events no one could have seen this and night Shyamalan couldn't have written this plot twist like that's just how ridiculous it is but shout out to both michael griffin and brian arakbo uh my remember the titan this week all right i'm going with a wide receiver really a special teams guy as well his name is robert lewis wade jr He's a wide receiver that also returned punts. He, he he set the record at Arizona for receptions and receiving, receiving yards, you know, and in 33 games at Arizona, he had 22 touchdowns. He got drafted by the Bears in the fifth round of the 03 draft. So he played with the Titans for a couple of games in 2005 and then the entire 2006 season. In just 18 games, he he managed to, to catch 37 passes for 501 yards and five touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, the dude was productive. and. He he got a lot done in, in special teams as well. In 2005, the year before he played for the Titans, or really the same year he, he got his start, he played two games towards the end of the season with the team. He led the NFC in punt return touchdowns, um, finished his career uh, as a slot receiver with the Titans, 50 catches, 701 yards, five touchdowns, uh, became a major offensive and special teams weapon but he was a multi-sport star in high school, like a lot of these guys were. But Bobby Wade, you know, he's five foot 11, 195 pounds soaking wet. This guy was not a big dude. <laughs> and while we're talking about Chester Rogers this week, I figured it was, you know, only right to, well, to talk about Bobby Wade. Well, this just plays into the theme of this episode is like, you know, we talk about like how like uh, the, the wide receiver has never been a position of wealth for the Tennessee Titans. And, Bobby Wade catching how many 33 catches in a, in a, what was, how many catches in, in the 2006 season? Yeah. So he, he caught 37 catches for 501 yards, two touchdowns, but in his career as a slot Bobby, guy, Bobby Wade put up half a thousand yards, like half 500 yards receiving. And that's over the Titans in 2006. Yeah. Like that should tell you that how, like if Bobby Wade is putting up and no offense to Bobby Wade, but if he's putting up 500 yards receiving in a season on 37 catches, like that's that should tell you where this franchise has been at with wide receivers. So that should only give you more appreciation for where we're at right now. Yeah, that's a great point because 
You know, Bobby Wade back in the day, he was probably like Mason Kinsey, but Bobby Wade with the Titans receiving room being the way it was ended up going for half a thousand yards. Uh, Mason Kinsey is scratching and fighting for the practice squad. That's just a difference in, you know, the eras for the Tennessee Titans at that position. Right. So Bobby if, Wade's my if guy. Mason, if Mason Kinsey played in 2006, he, like he probably would have been, he would have been starting. Like that's like, he would have been a starter. <laughs> if Bobby Wade can do it. I don't see if why Bobby Mason Wade can do it. Mason Kinsey sure as hell could have. He played three years in Chicago, two years in Minnesota, uh, the year and two games in Tennessee, finished out in Kansas City, played from 03 to 09, spent the 2006 season with the Titans, like I said. Um, and uh, to be honest, the production, it it was solid. Uh, you, whenever you can get half a thousand yards from a slot guy, you take it. That's what they're hoping they can get out of Josh Reynolds this season. We'll see what ends up happening there. But in 2006, the leading receiver was Drew Bennett at 737 yards. Oh, you Bobby, know Uncle Drew? Yes, Uncle Drew Bennett. Bobby Wade had 461 yards of the Titans. Brandon Jones, how about that name? Third on the team, 384 wow. yards receiving. Just a brutal year at that position for the Titans. Wow. Okay. Wow. Damn. They went eight and eight, though. Yeah, right. Right. It was well, that was where Kerry Collins went 0 3. Vince Young came in eight and five. Got it done. Uh, rookie of the year, Pro Bowl. I was at that last game of the season where they, uh, I think they just barely lost to miss out on a playoff spot. Vince Young mm -hmm. sat on the bench for a really long time. Sad. It, I was sad. It was sad. Oh, while we're here, by the way, quick oh, conversations yeah. for sure. the end. No, yeah, the number okay. 10 jersey. While we're here. Austin Stanley brought this up on the morning show on Tuesday. Okay. It's Esports morning show. You can catch them. Um, Facebook, Periscope, YouTube, anywhere you can get, anywhere you can stream anything, they are on it. But he brought up a point that the number 10 is cursed for the Titans. Cursed. Oh, I love this take. I love this take. And it started with Vince Young. Vince Young was the first number 10 that the Tennessee Titans had. Yeah, okay. ever since he threw his shoulder pads into the stands, that's yep. what cursed the number. So it went bad there. Then Jake Locker. Yep. We yep. all know what happened there. Yep. Trey McBride just wasn't good. No, yeah, he's just a casualty. <laughs> yeah, he's just a casualty of the night. He had no choice. Yeah, sorry, that, sorry, bud. Adam Humphreys. Damn. Uh, and you know who wears number 10 this season? Don't say it. Don't say Derrick Henry. Des Fitzpatrick. Stop. 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 I think oh they're my. onto something with that. The number wow. 10 may be cursed. Oh my gosh, if I'm Des Fitzpatrick, I am changing my number ASAP. And in fact, I'm changing my cell phone number just to be safe. Like I don't <laughs> no tunes at all. No, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's terrifying. Wow, the curse of the 10. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a real thing. It it seems yeah. to be real. Somebody's got to break the mold. You know, you don't want to be the only 10. I see. I don't know. That was dumb. That was a bad way to workshop know, that. We'll get back to we'll that. Workshop. Look, it's it's preseason for yeah. us too, guys. We're working <laughs> out our kinks. Okay. You can't get, you can't get mad. You can't not get mad at the Titans for screwing up in preseason and then get mad at us for screwing up during preseason. It's preseason. All right. We're working it out. We're going through <laughs> the reps. We're, we're getting better each day. We're slapping the sign on the way out the door into, into this podcast. All right, guys, give uh, at Titan Up Pod a follow on Twitter. Give Titan Up Podcast a follow on Instagram. 
especially with football season coming back, guys. Clips on clips on clips, jokes on jokes on jokes, uh, just fun on fun on fun. Like you guys, uh, I, we love when you guys interact with us on there. And uh, if you want to follow us individually on the Twitters, uh, I am at Austin Huff. Jack is Jack A. Gentry. Jack, where are we at what, followers wise? Oh, let me pull it up real quick. It's it's over a thousand still. We're still it's worth worth the follow. We're trying to get them to a thousand and ten, guys. And it's, we're at a thousand and nine. Thousand and nine. Son of a bitch. We're close. They're doing look. They're trickling. Guys, in. follow Jack A. Gentry on Twitter. Jeez, how many times do I have to say it? He's a, he's well worth the follow. He's funny. He's like he makes your timeline better, and that's why you should be following anyone on Twitter. Most importantly, at Tighten Up Pod on Twitter, at Tighten Up Podcast on Instagram. There you go. Homework this week, hashtag get, get saffled, saffled laid. laid. That's all I got. <laughs> all right. Get them laid, guys. Get it. Let's let's do it. Look, it takes a village to get a man that big laid. Okay. So, and we're going to do it. So let's all rally together. Titans fans. Titans Twitter is some of the best Twitter in the NFL, other fan bases may not agree just because we, we wreak havoc on them, but like with Titans, Twitter, you get a mixture of, of some Braves, Twitter, you get a mixture of Vols, Twitter, and those are both strong fan bases when it comes to it. So a lot of pain in those fan bases. Well, yeah, that too. There's a lot of pain in Titans fan bases as well, but look, look, it's only going to make the wins that much greater. So look, let's, uh, let's, Keep that community going online and let's recruit other fans. Let's make the Titans fan base bigger and better uh, because that's how that's how that's only how Sundays get even more fun. And Sundays are fun right now. They're winning. The Titans are doing their part on the field. We got to do our part off the field. This is the year to get in by now, by by now, now. before, before it goes to the moon. That's what I'm telling all my friends. I, I was talking to some friends the other day that that used to be Rams fans. God love oh, them. Oh, yeah, I know, right? Oh, they, they probably don't even like football anymore. What went wrong in your life to the point where you like, like you chose to be a Rams fan? Gosh, I couldn't be mm-hmm. me. But so they're no longer Rams fans because the Rams up and left St. Louis and moved to um, Los Angeles. You may and now are thriving. Have you may or may not have heard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with brawls in the stands and everything. So now they, uh, but now they're, they're not fans of any team. So I'm like, guys, let's be Titans fans. Let's be Titans fans and have some fun on Sundays. Like, let's do it. Now's the time to get in because if you get in at the end of the season, after they win the Super Bowl, then, you know, people are going to be like, well, you're such a bandwagon fan. Now's the time to buy in with the Titans. So get all your friends too. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's all I got. Jack, you, uh, you got anything for the road? Get Saffold laid. Tag us. Hashtag get saffold late. It is. It really is. Um, And uh, all right. That's going to do it for us Uh, until next week. Tighten Tighten up. up. They're the Tennessee Titans, they're the 